Turn with me to Genesis 41. Genesis 41, we'll begin reading in verse 28 here in just a moment. <clears throat> the Bible says that God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Um, if you've ever been outside on a particularly dark night, or maybe you've been in a cave, been in one of those caves where they turn off the lights and you can't see the hand in front of your face, that is kind of a, an unnerving feeling. Uh, but I thank God that He gives us light by which to live. Uh, all the confusion in this world, uh, praise God that there is a light. Uh, Jesus is the light of the world, and He has given His Word to us as a light by which to live. And, and true wisdom, I think, is found in the pages of Scripture. Um, God gives wisdom as we ask Him for wisdom, but he has also already given us wisdom in the pages of his word. And so as we ask God to speak to us and show us his truths and help us to learn these truths, it will help us live a wise life. And it applies in all different kinds of spheres of life. Joseph has been given a special gift by God. He's been given the gift of interpreting dreams. And uh, his, his dreams started when he was a teenager and got him into trouble. Uh, but now, after he's, he's been to, to Egypt, and he's, he's been in slavery, uh, then he was in prison, and he's interpreted these dreams in prison, and now, the uh, chief cupbearer finally remembers that he needs to tell Pharaoh. Pharaoh's had these dreams, he, he doesn't know what to do with them, he, his heart is disturbed, none of his magicians can do him any good, uh, they, they, can't, they can't supply what he needs, and so... Uh, the cupbearer says, I remember my fault. And there's this guy named Joseph, and he can interpret dreams. And if you just ask him, he'll interpret your dreams and let you know what's going on. And so he calls for Joseph, and uh, he says, I've heard you can interpret dreams. He says, well, look, God is the one who provides the interpretation. Uh, I'm just the instrument. Uh, and so, uh, but he goes and he interprets this dream. The seven fat cows who are grazing by the Nile, and then the seven gaunt cows that eat the seven fat cows. And then you've got the, the, the good um, uh, stalk of grain with the ears, seven ears, uh, and then the bad one, and the bad one consumes the good one. And so you've got this, you've got this, this thing, and he says, okay, Pharaoh, this is what this is. Um, these seven things in both of your dreams, that they're one dream, seven years of prosperity, and then seven years of famine. And this is what you need to do. He gives him some practical advice. He says, look, you need to find you somebody who can oversee the collection of this grain uh, so that the people will be able to survive during the seven years of famine. And so... Um, uh, this is, this is uh, the wise counsel that Joseph gives to Pharaoh, and he has this wise counsel because God has given him wisdom. I believe he has wisdom uh, that is supernatural, and, and God is now using him. And, and, you know, if you need wisdom for your workplace, you need wisdom for raising a family, uh, wisdom for your marriage, 
Whatever wisdom you need, God can supply. And so we can call upon Him. And what a wonderful thing. We need to, to um, follow God's wise counsel. And we need to know God's wise counsel in order to follow it. So uh, the title of my message tonight is A Plan for Living Wisely. Uh, and so look with me at verse 28. It's, uh, uh, Joseph speaking, he says, It is just as I told Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. After them, seven years of famine will take place, and all the abundance in the land of Egypt will be forgotten. The famine will devastate the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because of the famine that follows it. For the famine will be very severe. Since the dream was given twice to Pharaoh, it means that the matter has been determined by God, and he will carry it out soon. So now, let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint overseers over the land and take a fifth of the harvest of the land of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. Let them gather all the excess food during these good years that are coming. Under Pharaoh's authority, store the grain in the cities so they may preserve it as food. The food will be a reserve for the land during the seven years of famine that will take place in the land of Egypt. Then the country will not be wiped out by the famine. The proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants, and he said to them, Can we find anyone like this, a man who has God's Spirit in him? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. You will be over my house and over all my people. Uh, all my people will obey your commands. Only I, as king, will be greater than you. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, See, I am placing you over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, clothed him with fine linen garments, and placed a gold chain around his neck. He had Joseph ride in his second chariot, and servants called out before him, Make way! So he placed him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and no one will be able to raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt without your permission. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name zaphnath paneah and gave him a wife, Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph left Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout the land of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced outstanding harvests. Joseph gathered all the excess food in the land of Egypt during the seven years and put it in the cities. He put food in every city from the fields around it. So Joseph stored up grain in such abundance like the sand of the sea that he stopped measuring it because it was beyond measure. Two sons were born to Joseph before the year of famine arrived. Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore them to him. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh and said, God has made me forget all my hardship in my whole family. And the second son he named Ephraim, and he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Then the seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in every land, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. 
When the whole land of Egypt was stricken with famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food. Pharaoh told all Egypt, go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. Now the famine had spread across the whole region, so Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Every land came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, for the famine was very severe in every land. All right, the plan for living wisely. How do we follow it? Well, we need to, first of all, walk in the Spirit. I love this. Uh, verse 38, he says to them, Can we find anyone like this? A man who has God's Spirit in him. Can you imagine how Joseph's head must have been spinning at this time? I mean, he, he just changed his clothes from his prison garments. <laughs> I mean, he... His head had to have been spinning. Uh, now he is standing in the presence of the king, and he has interpreted the dream. And the king says, we can't find anybody in all the land of Egypt like this guy. The wisdom of God is in him. We see the spirit of God in him. Listen, I'm convinced that God's people who have studied to show themselves approved to God and the, and, and, and the workman needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. As, as we know God's word, we'll know God's wisdom. And then as we walk in the spirit of God, God will help us apply that wisdom in specific situations in our lives. Uh, I've known several people over the years who uh, I consider to be spirit-filled. And, and one of the things I've noticed about people like that is they have this knack of saying the right thing at the right time. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever known somebody like that. Um, uh, what a blessing that is. I, I had a friend that he, he, tend to, he would pray, and, and his prayers would just bless me. Uh, and, and it would minister to my soul, and it'd be, you know, a lot of times it built up my faith. I think he had the gift of faith. It built up my faith, and uh, it was just such a blessing. And he was filled with the Spirit of God. Um, he also uh, would invest in, he invested in pastors and so forth. Uh, just, a, just a very uh, profoundly used man of God. One of so many people to faith in Christ. Um, then uh, there's been others who, uh, some in this church, who have spoken and maybe they've prayed or uh, something like that. And God has used that in, in my life to, to minister to me. Um, I, I can think, I had... Uh, I was riding with another pastor one time in a car, and he was talking about uh, how God works in certain situations. And I really believe with all my heart the Spirit of God was speaking through him because guess what he was talking about? And he didn't even know what was going on in my life. He was talking about the very things that I was dealing with in my life. It, the Spirit of God enables us to speak to issues in people's lives. And sometimes we don't realize it, and sometimes uh, you know, it, it comes as a surprise to them. I remember um, we'd, we'd, been, uh, we'd had this young couple coming to our church in, in Texas, and uh, the man came forward, and he, and he gave his heart to Christ. And um, afterwards, we had a meal, and, and I was talking with him, and he said, uh, do you know what's going on in my life? And I said, I don't know anything about you other than that you're related to one of my church members. I said, that's about all I know. And he said, well, it's like you've been talking directly to me this past month. Now, I knew 
It wasn't so much me, it was the Holy Spirit <laughs> that was talking to him. But this is the difference the Holy Spirit makes. Uh, so when we walk in the Spirit, um, we will respond to the Spirit in, in the situations that we face. Um, with our kids, uh, as we take things to God in prayer, uh, God can provide the leadership that we need. Maybe to, to do something we plan to do or not to do something we plan to do. Um, with our spouses, God can provide the leadership we need uh, to have better relationship with our spouse. So, um, of course, in the church, <laughs> to minister to the body of Christ, God provides wisdom for that. So all of this is tied to the Spirit, and the wisdom comes from the Spirit. Um, we know this because in Joseph's day, they didn't have a Bible, right? Uh, Joseph came before the time where Moses wrote the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Uh, Joseph uh, was just granted by the Spirit of God a supernatural wisdom from God. Same thing with Daniel, although Daniel did have scriptures in his day. Uh, Daniel had a special blessing from the Spirit of God, a special wisdom. Same thing with Solomon, right? Solomon, God says, what do you want to ask for? And he says, give me wisdom to govern your people. And God gave him wisdom unlike anybody aside from Jesus Christ who's ever lived. Uh, and so uh, this wisdom comes from the Word of God, and it comes from the Spirit of God in our lives, uh, and, and it truly makes a difference. Um, you could read a lot of books on child-rearing, but not know the specific information about raising that specific child. And the Holy Spirit can give you that wisdom. Uh, you could read a lot of books about marriage, but some of those books may not address specific things in your spouse's life or in your life that you're dealing with, and the Holy Spirit of God can speak to those issues in your life. Um, there are no cookie-cutter people or cookie-cutter churches. Uh, all of us are unique, and God knows uh, how we need to function with one another and minister to one another, and the Holy Spirit of God gives us the wisdom to do those things. So uh, Joseph got this wisdom, and God just really used him uh, profoundly, not only uh, to help Pharaoh out so he'd know his dream and what it meant, but also to deliver the people of Egypt and to deliver the entire region. I start to get excited when I think about the ripple effects of what obedience to God does. When we live in the filling of the Spirit and we're walking in obedience to God, there will be ripple effects in our lives that a lot of times I don't even think we realize. Um, I've had people uh, mention to me, hey, it really ministered to me when such and so happened. <laughs> I remember one time a lady came out of the back of the church and she said, I, I really liked it when you said, and she, she uses, I never said that. Uh, the Spirit of God, actually, I must have been talking to her because <laughs> I never said the words that she thought I'd said. But it had blessed her. And so, you know, I, I'm sitting here preaching, uh, and somehow God's using that to bless her with something totally unrelated to what I'm talking about. Uh, so God, God can take the obedience that we have. I, I remember a few, a few years ago, the, the fellow that came to our church, he said, I need somebody to tell me how to be saved. Uh, and, of course, that that's, was my delight. Uh, and then I find out 
he comes about eight months later, he's going up for cancer treatments. He comes back, and me and Philip were in there, and he comes, and he's telling us about this, and he says, he says, yeah, uh, there have been, uh, I believe it was 15 people saved in, the, uh, in his cancer support group up there. He led 15 people to Christ. Now, that was a ripple effect. I, I had no clue that it had even happened. But he had gone, he'd, he'd been one to faith in Christ, he'd gone to this other place, and he was serving God. Isn't it exciting to think about what God is still doing with the ripple effects of our obedience? And someday we get to heaven, we're going to get to see uh, the, the fruit of, of all God has done. And that just excites me to no end. So uh, if you plan to, to living wisely, uh, how to follow, we need to walk in the Spirit. Secondly, we need to trust what God says. We need to trust what God says. I find this really ironic. This comes from Pharaoh's mouth. Look at verse 39. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. Think about that for a second. Pharaoh doesn't believe in Joseph's God. And yet he is saying, God has made this known. And because God's made this known to you, you're wiser than anybody else. The psalmist in Psalm 119, he says, I have more wisdom than all my teachers because your word is my meditation. You see, so we need to trust what God says. Pharaoh has just gotten acquainted with Joseph, but he immediately recognizes there's a unique wisdom uh, in this young man who has, has come to share. And, uh, and so Joseph obviously trusts what God says. He's sharing these things with Pharaoh uh, and, and providing a plan. But even Pharaoh here is saying, hey, I recognize this is wise stuff. This is good stuff. Uh, I'm going to put my trust in it even though I worship different gods. So, since God has made this known to you, there's no one as discerning and wise as you are. You know, it's amazing to me how we tend as human beings, or I'll say, I'll use myself as an example, okay? How in the past, I have sometimes been influenced by what other people have said in the culture more than I needed to be. I've listened to what their opinions are. And sometimes they were church people who were talking about worldly ideas of how to do church. And I was influenced by that. Um, we talked this morning about psychiatry and psychology and all of these things. And nothing wrong with those disciplines. But if they're saying something that goes against what the Bible says... The Bible is the place to find wisdom. Um, listen, uh, they didn't have any church growth experts in, in the New Testament, and God blessed the early church in a profound way. Uh, if we've got God, we've got what we need. And so, um, if you're hearing other messages that say something opposite to what God says, trust what God says. And as you do that, you will live a wise life. Um, you know, there are, there are fads in, in culture, aren't there? Uh, for a while they'll say this, and then for a while they'll say this, 
And for a while they say that. But God's word is unchanging. Did you know God's word and the wisdom found in God's word is the same today that it has always been? It's unchanging because it comes from God himself. Uh, It is a bedrock of confidence that we can trust in because it comes from God. So we need to trust what it says. And then trust the the leadership of the Holy Spirit as well uh, in your life because if God is revealing some things to you, uh, then he has perfect wisdom about a situation. Uh, That's one reason we need to pray about things. You know, if you've got a, a problem with somebody or... Um, if, there's, if there's something going on in your life that is not good, take those things to God in prayer. Um, ask God for wisdom and follow the leadership. You know, search the Word of God and then follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit as He brings His peace in your life uh, to do what, what God says. So, uh, walk in the Spirit. How's the plan for living wisely? How to follow it? We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to trust what God says. Thirdly, we need to pray for practical guidance. We need to pray for practical guidance. Um, Verse 33, Joseph begins to give Pharaoh counsel. Now, Pharaoh's asked for the interpretation of a dream, but Joseph doesn't stop with the interpretation. He actually begins to give him practical advice, and it's really good advice. Um, I think this came from God as well. He says, so now let Pharaoh look for this discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt, collect the fifth of the harvest and collect the excess in the cities and so forth. Um, And so he's given him practical advice about how to carry this out. Did you know God can give you practical wisdom in how to do the things he's calling you to do? Um, If God puts a vision in your heart of something he wants to do through your life, He takes responsibility to help you accomplish those things in your life. And as you call upon his name, he can give you the wisdom you need. I I remember um, God put the, uh, when I wrote my my commentary on Hebrews, God put that on my heart. And I was just, I was intimidated by it. And I thought, man, how am I ever going to do this? And uh, I studied for, for a long time for it before I even started writing. And then I had to stop for a while in the middle of it because I was, struggling with the warning passages, trying to figure out what to do with them. And uh, I remember praying to God, God, help me get past that. And then I got to, our, I had rewritten chapter, chapter 12, I think, three different times. Finally, I said, God, I'm, I'm sick to death of this chapter. I said, Lord, would you help me with this? Would you give me wisdom in how to get past this chapter? Because I'm, I'm struggling in how to, how to make it clear. And did you know he did? He did, and, uh, and so uh, that was just one thing, but, but in, my, in my life, I've seen God do this. Uh, maybe it's something in the church that needs to be done, and God gives, maybe, maybe he gives me someone who has that wisdom in the body of Christ, right? Uh, because he has designed us to, to rely upon one another, right, in the body of Christ. So perhaps there's that person that comes along that helps supply that ingredient that's needed for that to happen as God desires, but God will take initiative to help us accomplish what he has created us to accomplish. Um, And so that's what he does with Joseph. Joseph gives this advice 
And this advice actually becomes the springboard to Joseph's fulfillment of God's purpose. Um, it's, it's a tremendous thing. So ask God for the practical advice you need. Um, I can remember when our kids were little. Um, one of, I won't tell, tell you which one. One of them was going through the terrible twos, pretty, pretty stout. Uh, and uh, I, I remember just praying to God, Lord, would you, uh, would you help us? You know, I, I'm just struggling. So you, have you ever had those, those nights where you just whipped? I mean, I was whipped. I just struggling with the spankings and taking stuff away and every, all these, doing all these things. And, uh, you know, finally bedtime. You know. <laughs> and uh, I remember uh, asking God for wisdom and help. And, and uh, my wife came up with a great idea. Uh, we had the, the marble idea. And, you know, for every rude or uh, uh, disrespectful thing that was said, you take away a marble. If you had marbles left at the end of the week, you got a candy bar. That worked like a charm. <laughs> and uh, praise, praise God for my wife. You know, she, God, God really helped me out there. Uh, but uh, God can, he may provide you the idea, or he may give somebody else to you who will have that idea. But, but God can help you with it. So pray for that practical guidance that you need, and God's willing to do that. All right, so a plan for living wisely, how to follow it. We need to walk in the Spirit. We need to trust in what God says. We need to pray for practical guidance. And finally, we need to act on what God says. Verse 49, so Joseph stored up grain in such abundance like the sand of the sea that he stopped measuring it because it was beyond measure. Joseph didn't just ask God for wisdom. He didn't just ask for practical guidance. He then took the steps of obedience to go with that. Uh, James says if we look into the Word of God, but we don't do what it says, that we deceive ourselves. Joseph takes action on what he finds in God's Word. Sometimes it's easy to talk about things, the things of God, but when it comes to putting them into practice, uh, that's a different story for folks. And but the Holy Spirit of God can help us do that. Uh, he can give us not only the wisdom to do it, He can give us the, the uh, volition uh, to, to make the right decisions. He can sustain us in our faith so that we take those steps of faith that we need to take uh, to be obedient to God. Uh, one of the things I've realized over the years is that every facet of my Christian life, I need Jesus. <laughs> I just need Jesus in all of it. And uh, there are times I pray for faith. There are times, I, God, give me, help me make the right decision here. Help me to, to act on this. And, uh, you know, and, and whatever the case may be, whatever it is we need from God, we can ask him for it, and he is able to supply it. But uh, Joseph took this action, and it truly made a difference. When you, step, when, when you step out on faith in what God has led you to do, then God comes to meet you where you are. Have you, have you heard anybody ever give a testimony about they're being convicted to, to be saved? And the first step's the hardest step. Because your first step, you're taking that step of faith, right? But guess what? Then Jesus comes with you. <laughs> and the same thing is true in obedience to God. You, you take that step of obedience and God goes with you. I remember hearing... Uh, I was, I was doing some uh, training with Evangelism Explosion, and uh, 
they were talking about the fact that you never go into a witnessing situation that Jesus is not there with you. Well, I knew that intellectually, but for some reason that just clicked. It was like a light bulb came on in my head. I thought, you know, that's right. I don't really have to worry about what's coming next. I got Jesus with me, and none of it intimidates him. And so, uh, you know, it, it, he can provide what we need. And, uh, but, but act, take that step of faith to be obedient to God, and then God will meet you in that place to help you uh, accomplish what you need to accomplish. Um, <clears throat> all of Joseph's life, God had been planning for this moment. Uh, from the dreams when he was a teenager uh, to his time with Potiphar under, under Potiphar's household to his time in the prison. And, and God's developing his skills and God is growing him and he's teaching him and he's helping him. And then the time comes for Joseph to step into the purpose and the plan that God has for him. And God uses him in a marvelous way. And Joseph has learned some things. Each time he went to a different place, it says the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And Joseph found out that no matter where he went, no matter what situation he was in, God would walk with him through that situation and enable him to do what he needed to do. So by the time he got to this situation... He's not intimidated. He knows that God is with him and that he is able to do what is asked because of God's presence. Um, if you want to live wisely, put your trust in Jesus. Follow him with all your heart. Believe what he says. Do what he says. Walk in the Spirit. Ask for the Spirit's empowerment and God will take you and he'll use you and make a difference through your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for uh, showing us this glimpse of how you work in our lives, God, and how we can live wise lives. And I pray that we would live wisely, Lord, that uh, you would give us the wisdom from your word, Lord, uh, that you would teach us and that you would grow us. And um, Lord, I pray that you would teach us more and more how to walk filled with your Holy Spirit under the leadership and control of your Holy Spirit and that we would be instruments in your hands to truly make a difference. And Father, I lift up any who are here tonight that don't know Jesus Christ. I pray that you would uh, bring the conviction for sin and the, the, the recognition of their need for Jesus Christ and that you'd give them uh, the ability, Lord, to, to trust you and repent of their sin and receive that gift of eternal life here tonight and have your way in us we pray in jesus name amen amen